Fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> Hey, this is Sharks Across Hollywood, and this is a very special episode. For you, certainly. Eat a dick, you fucking monster. What this... makes you think I haven't already today? You know, that is a very good point. I had a beef stick the other day, and it was called a fatty, <laughs> which is awesome. And I got the jalapeno one, so I was eating a jalapeno fatty. I just like phallically shaped pieces of meat. I got a beef stick the other day. It was It was pretty good, and it looked just like a dick, and it was called a beef chub. Oh yeah, I've I've had a little chub before. Oh maybe maybe that was it. Was little chub. Was. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this is a very special episode. It took us longer to get to the second movie than it took them took for them to make it. <laughs> and what's it been? A year almost yes. to the day. So last July we did Ninja Turtles, the original <laughs> nineteen ninety movie. This July, we're doing Ninja Turtles too. Because in August a new Ninja Turtles movie comes out, produced by Seth Rogen, which is a little weird. But he's a nerd, so I kind of trust him. He bills himself as perpetual teenager Seth Rogen, yes. and I got to agree. And him and Sean Cena are going to be Rocksteady and Bebop, and I'm kind of there for it. Yeah, that sounds like perfect to me. Paul yeah. Rudd is going to be Mondo Gecko. I don't remember Mondo Gecko. I, I mean, it sounds right for the Ninja Turtles. He's but exactly what you think he is. Okay, so he's so he's a gecko mutant. And he um, surfs and stuff. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say probably skateboards, skateboards or surfs. Yeah, yeah and then uh, Superfly, which is a character that I don't really remember from the cartoon, is voiced by Ice Cube. All right, that sounds, that sounds right for a character named Superfly. I'm assuming this wasn't Baxter Stockman already a fly. It's a different kind of fly. So Rose Byrne is voicing Leatherhead. Which is an interesting choice that I'm not too into yet. I don't know who that is either. Leatherhead is the Cajun crocodile guy. Okay, all right. We'll have to see how that one plays out because... I've heard and she just talks like herself, I think, and I'm like, that's fucking weird. I don't know how I feel about that. But that's the only casting choice that I'm like, eh. <laughs> Anyways, to celebrate the release of Mutant Mayhem, we're doing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. The Secret of the Ooze was a, going to be a lot more interesting, but it kind of happens that way when you take nine months turnaround to fucking make a movie. The fact that this yeah. movie fared as well as it did just in general is a fucking miracle. Well enough to spawn a third. That sucks. I feel like that was kind of inevitable, though. Like, like this movie was pretty much, once the success of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had been locked down, this movie was, like, it couldn't fail. There was no way kids were going to miss this movie. Even I, cynical 12-year-old me at the time, did not miss this movie. Like, I was there. I hated it. I'm pretty sure I swore at the screen at least once, unless my mom was there with me, in which case I wouldn't have. But if it was just me, I definitely swore at the screen at least once. And I, I, I walked out fucking furious from that movie by the end. But even I did not miss it. Less than a year turnaround. <laughs> and it shows. The best thing about it is that they had, a, they had a bigger budget, so all the animatronics and all that shit is much more streamlined the stuff is not in their shell anymore they actually managed to fit it all in their faces and you can then the fight scenes kind of show that the thing is way lighter and they can move a lot better and shit yeah the creatures looked really good in this the facial effects looked good the increased budget shows but the, the extremely short turnaround time 
also shows because this movie is dumb as hell. Do you know why? I'm assuming it's basically because they were like, we have to make this more kid-friendly than that first one because people were talking shit about the level of violence because it was aimed at children. Before the internet, parents wrote angry letters to the studio going, this is too violent! This is too violent! This is nothing like the cartoon! And it's because it was based on the comic book, that first movie, not the cartoon. (laughs) But who really knew that it was a comic book back then besides, like, edgy teenagers and shit? Yeah, yeah. Like, if that movie came out now, just as it is, it'd probably be PG-13 anyways. Yeah, probably. Because it is pretty violent. It is really dark. We're actually in fear that those characters could potentially die at any moment because Shredder's a fucking psycho. Yeah. And in this, he is definitely a cartoon villain. Which oh, I'm, which I'm fucking there for. Yeah, so, it's, it's fine. It's just, when I was watching it as a kid, and granted, as we've established, you were like, what four Perfect. years four, old four four or five years old yep i was i was 11 for the first one 12 for this one so i was going right i was just going through that transition into thinking i i had good taste about things you know and and like forming my own opinions and worrying about what other people thought worrying about being cool enough and stuff i was just going through that transition i had just gotten into rock and roll and the sin of heavy metal i had started listening to dangerous bands like motley Crue and poison and uh (laughs) dangerous because they fucking suck so bad (laughs) but uh the three good songs that both of those bands have (laughs) (laughs) so so clearly i was no longer the target audience for this but i i loved the first one because it was so dark you know like it was so kind of true to the comic book i mean granted it wasn't completely true to the comic book but it was way more true to the comic book nope, they never the ate they the never comic. ate pizza in that original comic book <laughs> yeah but uh then i turn around and watch ninja turtles 2 and it feels like such a radical tonal shift because it is that i just felt betrayed by the thing i felt like this is not a sequel to that movie it didn't even have the same fucking april o'neill it didn't even have Corey feldman as the voice of donatello he was busy and being I, on drugs yes, at the time <laughs> yes he was but i took like that shit lot. personally i took that shit personally it it just felt like a betrayal and if you take this movie on its own it's a hoot man <laughs> this this movie is just a blast but if you're of that age and you fell in love with that first one and then you switch over to this one oh no it this is a massive massive betrayal they actually kind of did the same thing again with the Michael Bay movies. Really? Yeah, because the first one, it's not great. It's not the worst movie ever. It has some cool scenes. The Ninja Turtles themselves, are, their personalities are decent enough. Uh-huh. It's it's very it's very much a kid movie, but it's got a little bit of a dark thing to it. Like, the bad guys are fucking bad guys, and like they've killed people. And you, you get to the second one, and it's a cartoon again. <laughs> the dark, the darkness is all gone, and you have Vernon dominating half the fucking movie. Who's Vernon? So Vernon in the in the cartoon is like April's coworker slash nemesis. He's always trying to get the story first, but, but he but he is only her cameraman. Okay. <laughs> what? Since the turtles can't like be out to the public, he took the credit for beating Shredder at the end of the first movie. So he's like the Falcon. He's Vern. He's like the fucking hero of New York. But they still <laughs> use him. They use him, like, way too much in that second movie. 
He's not okay. just comic relief anymore. There's just a whole scene. It's like five minutes long with him pulling a wire out of a wall. That's all it is. That does sound like it could be great, but because uh, I love Will Arnett. It's not. That dude cracks me up. It's not because you know what you want to see? Ninja Some, Turtles. Something interesting. <laughs> Because well, he's not he's not talking. He's not doing anything. He's just Is it like comedic? Is he like is it like one of those pulling a wire out ineptly and fucking everything up? Well, he's scenes? trying to find he's trying to find where the camera is. So he pulls the wire, he's like, I found it. And then it's like all over the entire building or all over the entire room. Like this is too much. We are focusing way too much on this guy who wasn't interesting in the first place. <laughs> it's not five minutes long. It's probably like 45 seconds long, but it's one of those that feels like five minutes long. It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> the, okay. um, the decisions that they got wrong in that movie are fucking astounding. Well, I haven't seen either of those, so I cannot speak to those. I can only speak to this and the original. And uh, yeah, this is one of those that <laughs> I'm glad I went into this time with the knowledge that it was dumb as hell. Did you watch the trailers that I sent you? Not before... Because I did my watch yesterday. Oh, that's and you right. Sent them to that's me this right. Morning. So I, no, I just, I, I just wanted to make sure we didn't have a repeat of last time. I will say <laughs> uh, those trailers were pretty perfect. And if I had been doing my watch this morning, they would have set the mood perfectly. However, I will say this: I got to have an experience watching it this time that I would not trade for all the world. My son has never seen either of the Ninja Turtles either the first one or this one or three, you know, he's never seen any of the Ninja Turtle movies. He might've seen the animated one. I'm not sure, but he's aware of what the Ninja Turtles are, but I didn't tell him what we were watching. <laughs> I told him, Oh, we have to watch the movie for the podcast. He didn't want to watch the movie that we had slated. I've told you about our movie schedule and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He didn't want to watch the movie that we had slated yesterday afternoon. So I was like, well, I got to watch the movie for the podcast tomorrow. Why don't we watch that? And he was like, oh, okay, what is it? And I was like, ah, you'll see. So I went over, I got the disc out and he was like, what is it? So I was like, ah, you'll see. So I didn't let him see the disc as I got it out. I had it over there already in a stack by the Blu-ray player. I grab it. I slip the disc out without him seeing, pop it in the player and it goes straight to the movie. It, there's no menu, right? And I'm like, oh, That's this perfect. is perfect, right? He has no fucking idea what we're watching. You just get the new line logos, yeah. the two yeah. of them for two, some fucking yeah, reason. Yeah, back to back new yeah. line logos. Fucking did Tommy Wiseau put this together? No what shit. the hell's going that on? That always weirded me out when I was a kid. <laughs> I think on the VHS there might even be more. I don't know. <laughs> it was so weird. But anyway, so the two new line logos, and even Storm commented on it. He was like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> and then it becomes this... You know, like, we're walking around. It's the opening credits. Everybody's eating pizza. It's just pizza after pizza after pizza. He's like, huh. And it is delightful. <laughs> I fucking love it. And then we cut to this pizza shop. Again, keep in mind, I haven't watched this movie since the 90s myself. I watched it one time when it was in the theaters. Never watched it again. So I don't remember most of what goes on. So I'm like, okay, this is all really weird. And then the kid from Sidekicks pops up. And I'm like, Sidekicks, the TV show, not the movie, by yeah, the way. That's right. The TV show, not the movie. Who I, I watched that show in the 80s. I Apparently you did not, uh, but, uh, but I did and loved it. So I knew the guy going in. I, I never did watch Surf Ninjas, though. But that might have been because this came out first and this movie got me over him. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So the kid from Sidekick shows up. He's a pizza delivery boy. He's driving the pizza to April O'Neil's, but they don't call her April O'Neil. They just say the O'Neil woman. That O'Neil woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he goes there. He sees he sees 
what is very clearly a robbery in progress goes over interferes with it and just as he's about to get his ass handed to him down the stairs come the fucking ninja turtles and jump at the screen to the title you know a freeze frame title teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 the secret of the youth and storm just goes what (laughs) they are they are fucking i i love that opening i love i love this whole opening so much they fucking declare they're like this is a fucking ninja turtles movie but i love it like, like for the first like couple minutes, you don't exactly know what you're getting into, right? If if you didn't know what it was, you'd just be like, "What the fuck's going on?" Yeah, like and it starts off seeming really serious, and he had no fucking clue. Well, and then they showed up. So, so they do the pizza thing, right? I really love that part. It just again. This this to me it's it's a very nostalgic movie. Even though I say you know I always say like these movies technically aren't they're nostalgic, but they're not because I just never stopped watching them. So everybody's eating pizza. Even the cops like are handcuffed to this criminal. They're eating pizza. And the, <laughs> the crook is all sad. So Ernie Ray's Jr., who plays Kino in the movie, he's he's a pizza delivery boy. He goes out with the pizza for that O'Neill woman, and then he bumps into these two chicks, and he's like, "Hey, ladies, which one of you lucky ladies gets a ride with me tonight?" And oh, then, that's right. <laughs> One of them says, dream on, dweeb. And then we I was watching this with the girls and Rachel. And I'm like, everybody shut up. This line's really funny. And he's like, she's, she says, dream on, dweeb. And he's like, yeah, okay. But when I do, I'll dream of something a little thinner. <laughs> and Rachel's like, that's really mean. I'm like, but it's funny. <laughs> it's a horrible line. And it's really, like, not super nice. <laughs> but- Storm was like, well, that's pretty sexist. It's still funny though like just just the fact that because he's a he's an extreme 90s teenager this kid oh yeah big time yeah it just makes me happy <laughs> that whole thing and then we go into the fucking In the fu- <laughs> so kino you know he's delivering the pizza he's right outside april's apartment he sees that the, that store's being robbed like yeah. you said he goes in there there's three dudes and he's like stop you're under arrest and they're like what are you night security and he's like no actually i'm pizza delivery and then they go after him with like the they have like cheesecloth or stockings on their faces or yeah, something. Yeah, I think I think it's uh like like ni- uh nylon stockings, yeah. And you know, he kicks the shit out of them and like apparently that line though when he when he knocks the guy down and he gets back up and he kicks him in the face and says stay down, he improvised that, which is kind of fun. Uh Yeah, he I mean the kid's got moves right out the gate. Ernie well and we all know Ernie Ray's Jr. He you know, he was in that show Sidekicks like you said. Yeah. He was in Red Sonia. He was Oh, that's right. He yeah. was in Red Sonia, wasn't he? <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I haven't watched that in forever, too. He's in Surf Ninjas like a couple years after yep. this. He was Donatello's fight double in the first Ninja Turtles movie and which is how he got the job here. I was not aware of that. That is new information to me. So, yeah, I, I, I had no idea he was, uh, so he was in the suit. Yeah. And you know that, so that, that's cool. I'm glad he's a likable enough character. His existence in this movie, it doesn't really matter. He just gets a few cool fight scenes. Yeah. He doesn't really do anything that makes him important to the story. No. He's but, just there and he's, and he's cool and he's likable. Yeah. We needed, we, the kids needed somebody to relate to because none of us are turtles. Yeah. So he, <laughs> he got to be their friend. Yeah. And he was cool, and he could kick ass. And Casey Jones is way too violent, so they didn't want him in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because parents are like, he's too violent, oh my god. Casey Jones was fucking over the edge, if you think about it. Like, logically, Well, in the comic children, especially. Like, Jesus Christ, he's a fucking psychopath. In the comic, he, like, Raphael actively had to stop him from murdering somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 
is he is way too intense for little kids. But that's part of what made him so charming is the fact that you felt like a badass watching Casey Jones. Yeah, and then they bring him back for the third movie and he's just there to babysit. He hangs out with these four Japanese guys and like they go to a bar and dance to Tarzan Boy. <laughs> I have no memory. <laughs> I, I don't think I ever watched the third one. Um, Do it. You have the set, right? Yeah, I got the I, set. I recommend it just so you can see what the fuck I'm talking about. Because as bad as the movie is, there's some funny shit in it. I'm sure there probably is. It's yeah. just, it takes itself so seriously. Well, that might be a welcome change after this. I mean, again. Not in a good way. No, no, again. To a to a young, transitional teenage boy, yeah. uh, that probably would have been a good thing. But I don't think I ever gave it a chance because this movie disappointed me so bad. So, Kino's about to get his ass kicked because a bunch of these assholes just come pouring out. And yeah, he, yeah he, he lays down the beat down on yeah, the three first guys. group. But then the fucking room floods. Apparently... This is an organized crime syndicate robbing this store. In this weird, like, basement department store? I think it's one of those, like, New York space-saving things, you know? Like, yeah. it probably accesses the subway as well as having retail down there, you know? <laughs> like, all these dudes come pouring out of these stores, and they're like, oh, you're in trouble now, kid. And he's like, gulp, help? And then <laughs> in come the Ninja Turtles. And they look fucking awesome, and they jump up, so unnecessary, freeze frame, title. And then... <laughs> they land and then all the dudes are like, oh, let's get out of here. Oh, shit. And then it is a quip fest. And oh, my it God. is fucking delightful. This fight is well, it sets the stage for the whole rest of the movie. Like, I actually, that, 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 in, that's my note. I literally yeah. put that. Yep. If you're not in for this fight, the whole rest of the movie is going to be a disappointment to you because this is this is really the dividing line where they were like, here's what we're going for, because it is it is the cartooniest fucking fight you ever saw in your life. Huge disappointment to a 12 year old who who loved the seriousness of the first one. Fair enough. Fair enough. Quips and karate. There's nothing quite like it. And I love it to death. Awesome. Uh, you know, they're they're doing their thing. They're fighting. This is the only time in the entire movie that Mike, uh, that Leonardo uses his swords. Yeah, and he never swings at anybody with them. He he throws them up into the ceiling, jumps up, grabs them, and <laughs> kicks, kicks the in the face. Like, um, like, that's not how swords work. Did, did he just lose his swords at that point? Because he never wields them no, again, as you said. I think he has them through the entire movie. He doesn't. He doesn't in the final fight. Does he not? No, he doesn't even have him on his back. Okay, too violent. Swords are violent. I mean, he, Mikey you're not doesn't. Wrong. Mikey doesn't use his his nunchucks. Raph doesn't use his size. The only one that uses the weapon throughout the movie is Donatello. Well, Raph uses his size to catch a piece of pizza. Oh, later well, yeah. in April's apartment. You can use it for stuff like that. And yeah, that's pretty much it. And Michelangelo wields nunchucks, but kinda. Storm actually said to me, he was like, "Wait." Because Donatello was fighting, and he was like, wait, isn't he supposed to have a staff? Like, yeah, he is supposed to have a staff. What the fuck, right? So, yeah, we get quips. We get Donatello impersonating. He sees a clown, like one of those rocking back-and-forth clowns, and he's like, yeah, yeah. So everyone's not... That's that's something that I'll say about stuff if I'm really excited. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then he pretends to be one of those things, and it's the funniest fucking thing. It is so goddamn stupid, and I love it. They throw Kino in the garbage can and shit. Eventually, Michelangelo gets knocked behind this, like, food counter. 
Oh, they throw Kino in the garbage can, though, and they specifically say, we're doing it for your own good, yeah, kid. Yeah, this is for your own good, kid. It's Raphael. Like, they didn't just throw Kino in the garbage can <laughs> no, like a bunch of dicks. It's just, just for fun. Michelangelo gets knocked back there. He grabs a guy with a links, with links of sausages and says, <laughs> the missing link, and then beats him up. And then he gets out, and one of the best lines in the entire thing. Oh, wait, before we do that. So he's also using a yo-yo. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the yo-yo. And... <laughs> There's a part with, I had the subtitles on on my DVD, and there's a part where Donatello's doing a cowboy shtick, and he says, Rawhide, rope him, ninja cowboy, but in the subtitles, it says, Rawhide, Robocop. What? <laughs> I don't know, the subtitles are stupid. Yeah, the subtitles on this, just the portion I was watching with you, <laughs> incredibly unreliable. Anyways, combat cold cuts, one of the best lines in history. And then he grabs two sausages uh, and proceeds to technically four whip oh that's that's right they are roped together uh and proceeds to kick ass with them he doesn't do shit with them he just does some nunchuck moves and scares the guys away i guess he never actually hits them does he oh this movie is so neutered then the guys run away and i don't love that he throws the sausages at him and says next time i'll use mustard Oh my god! You know, and then of course they pull Kino out of that. Well, Michelangelo specifically pulls Kino out of the fucking garbage can. Kino's like, "What the fuck? What the what?" And then they have a little talk, and then they're like, "Hey, just go, go fucking call the cops. We'll start tying them up." And he's like, "Okay, okay." And then he runs away, goes and calls the cops. Comes back, the turtles are gone, the pizza's gone. At least they paid for it. And yep, they did leave cash. They're not monsters. He's very confused. But they're also not human beings. And then April gets flirted with flirted with by Michelangelo out of his suit. That is Michelangelo, that guy. Oh, really? Yeah. They call him the Soho Man in the credits, and his wife gets all pissed and stuff, and then, you know, it's a new April. It's Paige Turco. It's not Judith Hogue anymore, because apparently she talked too much shit, and nobody wanted her wanted her back again. <laughs> the betrayal of switching April O'Neil's was too much. It was insurmountable for me. She has to clean up after the, after the turtles in her apartment, because they're fucking messy teenage assholes, and she's like, the rat is the cleanest one and shit. And then Storm was like, wait, the rat? Oh, please tell me Splinter is just a giant rat. He is just a fucking giant rat. He's, no, he wanted him to like be a literal oh. like New York sewer rat. I guess no, I mean, he's not. A, he's not. He's no, a Japanese he's, he's sewer a Japanese rat. rat yeah. He's a <laughs> uh, Japanese pet rat. Yeah, not a sewer rat. But he's also Elmo. Wait, what? It's Elmo. It's the same. S- Splinter. Same voice. Same, same voice puppeteer. Actor? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Kevin Clash. Well, it is the Jim Hansen company, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Which is also why everything looks so fucking good. And that's why they look so shitty in the third one, because they didn't use Jim Henson. Oh, and the movie opens with, in memory of yes, Jim Henson, because he Henson had, had died between movies. Just died, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, the turtles come back and they do their quipping thing again, and Donnie says something dumb, of course. They're like, ostentatious, it's all awesome. And then he's like, <laughs> he's like, what does he say? Oh yeah! Whoa! Prima workout, dudes! Yeah. Wow! We showed those guys, huh? Ah. Primo Bros. Yeah. Turtle Rebecca. Max Amundo. <laughs> Acapella. Huh? Huh? Uh, Perestroika? Oh. Mm. Okay, I got it. Frere Jaca. Frere Jaca. Donnie, Jaca. give it up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he can't win one with these guys. April comes downstairs to find them playing with their food because they bring back pizza and they're they're like of course they brought back pizza ninja pizza pizza that vanished quickly without trace and they play football with it i did like the ninja pizza (laughs) 
And, you know, the turtles start messing around, start doing the thing, and they're the worst. Okay, I have this in my notes a bunch. They're the worst fucking ninjas in the world. Because <laughs> what does Raphael do? He's, like, trying to talk about how Shredder died, and he leans out the window and goes, Ah! <laughs> also, how fucking long has it been? Because, like, the foot soldiers look like they just got done fighting when they get to their little hideout. Yeah, but, but the, April but has the a new guys apartment. have already moved into April's new apartment. Yeah. She's already established a reputation with the local pizza shop of having ordered so much pizza yeah. that she should be buying it wholesale. I'm very... Like, yeah. it has to have been at least a few weeks, but then the foot soldiers, when the foot soldiers show up later, they rush in and are like, Shredder's dead! Like, like it happened 12 we the, hours ago. We all knew the junkyard was our fallback spot. What does that mean? Yeah. Have they been, maybe they've been like running from the cops for a while. It's just not logical. It's just, it's just not logical. Like if I have one actual complaint about the movie, it's that. If I have one actual complaint about the movie, it's that the writing makes no goddamn sense. Yeah. Like every once in a while, they still, it's, it's fine. But then there's just like a couple things where I'm like, what? what? Yeah. I mean, it's like when the, when the foot, shul, when the foot soldiers show up at the lab later, there's yeah. no goddamn reason for them to be there because they've already got the ooze. Oh, yeah, because they they go and get it, yeah. and then they, they just kind of stay there. And escaped, Yeah, and then the turtles showed up, and they appeared just to then leave with the ooze. Just to, just to go like, look what we got. <laughs> yeah, and the turtles had no fucking idea the foot soldiers, the foot clan no. was even still active. So all they did was put the turtles onto them. That's it. The foot, the foot clan makes... <laughs> nothing no no sensible decisions in this movie yeah like if it was a better movie i feel like i don't know i don't want to rewrite it obviously but like we have we have we have a wealth of comic book shit and you can use like the purple dragons and stuff yeah you know and that would have been but then then you're then you're kind of going for like a more epic longer movie probably the one that eastman and laird were originally trying to do with all the aliens and the triceratons and shit this movie needed more drafts like a lot more drafts but when you have nine months to make a movie that's the problem again as they 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 literally they couldn't have waited more than one month for that script unlikely yeah like eastman and laird had their big epic idea and a lot of it's in here but like they took out all the alien shit all of it which is what's in the comic about yeah. how what their origin and stuff. Right. Like they have their origin like basically, right? It's how the ooze is just like garbage basically. Yeah, I haven't read the comics so I don't know. As far as I got in the comics was basically the end of the first movie. Oh, and Baxter Stockman was supposed to be in there with the fucking mousers and shit and just it was supposed to be this crazy thing. Yeah, the scientist guy who shows up totally felt like he was supposed to be Baxter Stockman. And Baxter Stockman was apparently supposed to be an Utrum in the original cut. Really? Yeah. Huh. I'm like, that fucking rules. Why isn't Perry a fucking Utrom? That's That'd be awesome. That would have been cool, but that would have required way more de- puppet design. Oh, yeah. Way more It would have been so goddamn cool, though, if the Henson shop had done an Utrom. Oh, oh a, God. That would have been amazing. Oh, dude. That would be so good. That would have been amazing. Like, what we got was cool, but, like, again, this movie is, it's surprising how fucking good it is for how little time. Yeah. the Because tur- you know. the turnaround time, pre-production couldn't have been more than what? six months tops if that yeah probably more like three that's kind of a ridiculous turnaround all this scene boils down to you know splinter comes down he's like hey don't forget who you are you're fucking ninjas you idiots and we are we don't belong up here their world will never be ours and they're like they have pizza and mikey's like but not even pizza napkins what for i used to say that to my mom all the time my mom's like napkins and i said what for and then i throw it and of course raf and leo these have guys to fucking... are the worst roommates in the history oh, God, of they bad are. roommates 
you know, Raph and Leo fight like usual, but now Splinter makes them do like these ten flips every time they do something naughty. Then we cut to a landfill. Again, which doesn't make sense. How long has this been? Like, they're literally dumping the truck. Well, I guess I guess they're not dumping the truck that Shredder was in. So Yeah, he's... no, the, the truck was already dumped, but yeah. like, okay, so how long has he been lying comatose in this pile of garbage? Yeah. Like, he, you can only go two days without water. How was he? Yeah. Was he sucking the water out of the garbage the garbage bags or some shit? <laughs> Yuck. And his hand pops up out of the trash, which is, you know, for for a little kid, that's that's probably an epic kind of scary sure, moment. Sure, yeah. absolutely. How long is it fucking I, I don't have a problem with that conceptually. No. It's just no. like establish don't establish that April's been in this apartment for long enough to have built up a reputation <laughs> in the neighborhood and then tell me that it's been twenty four hours. Tatsu is at the junkyard now. Oh, he's also there. We didn't talk about this part where he's like, you know, our father's gone, our leader, Shredder's dead and shit. Again, must have happened five minutes ago for all we fucking know. And Tatsu's like, you know, I'm going to be the leader, so who's going to challenge me? And then Shredder, actually kind of scary for like three seconds in the movie. The only three <laughs> seconds of the movie. He's, he's silhouetted and he goes, I challenge. Sounded way more like Darth Vader in this movie than he was before. <laughs> Dude, this actor who plays Shredder, this fucking guy, it's Francois Chow, right? He was in, like, several episodes of Lost. He plays Dr. Pierre Chang. Well, I'm gonna have to keep an eye out for him when I do my rewatch. He was in Barry, Law and Order, Forspoken, I don't know what that is. He's still acting, he's in the new Quantum Leap, he's in American Gigolo. Hey, he's in Barry, Barry just ended. He's in The Good Doctor, he's in The Expanse, he's in that Fantasy Island movie that came out a couple years ago. Oh shit, I liked that movie. He does some uh, a voice in Raya and the Last Dragon. He's Who in does a he couple... play in the Fantasy Island movie? Uh, Brent Lee. I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima right now and I just scrolled through this and... He's he... in Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, <laughs> he plays Sensei Ish- Ishikawa. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? This guy is everywhere still, and I kind of love it. Working character actor. Yeah. Good for him. I'm into it. He did not wow me as Shredder. Really? I love him as Shredder. I I, kind of love it. The problem isn't him, though. The problem is that Shredder has nothing to really do. Nope, he's just there to be like, be be scary and go... Yeah, you see, what I want out of it, what I wanted out out of a Shredder in this movie, right? In this movie, for what it is... I want a Tim Curry level shredder. I want him to be vamping it up. I want him to be over the top. And because it's a cartoon, right? Make him cartoonish. Have him like really, you know, give him body language and stuff. He just stands there like limp the entire movie doing nothing. Like have him vamp it up. Have him get really over the top. That's what I want to see out of Shredder. In he this does movie. that a couple times when he's like, they're babies. Ah. Super Shredder was great. I love Super Shredder. That's the point at which I'm like, okay, this is awesome. But then it goes nowhere. Uh, April's doing a report on TGRI, the Techno Global Research Institute, which in the comics, like we talked about in the last the last time we did a Ninja Turtles movie, the Techno Cosmic Research Institute, hence aliens and shit. They had to change it because they cut the aliens out. Okay, that makes way more sense. We meet Professor Gordon Perry, played by the dude who would eventually go on to be the bad guy in fucking Rush Hour. <laughs> among other things he's fucking all over the place maybe that's why i thought he was like such a natural bad guy because he's been such a natural bad guy in the past yeah it's david warner of course 
I don't remember his name, but yes, you, you, this is a guy who you'll immediately recognize as a villain from something else. Oh, yes. At, at least one or two things. You gotta. So TGRI is essentially cleaning up this mess they made with the ooze. We don't know exactly what's going on, but we know it's a something bad happened. And given his job, it's like he has to be a bad guy, right? Yeah, right. It cuts back and forth. Raph isn't interested in the report. We then meet Freddy. It's his first day on the job. There's some giant dandelions that got mutated, which the dandelions themselves, don't, it doesn't really matter no really the, the idea is it, that it indicates that there are more cylinders out there yeah and that goes nowhere so what a shocker freddy is working for shredder and he brings him a dandelion <laughs> and shredder's like the fuck is this you bringing me flowers thank you i love you freddy and then the movie's over because shredder decides it's better now because he's found love yep and him and freddy retire to the hamptons and happily live happily ever after but then it turns into a different movie when Tatsu gets jealous and murders them both. That's true. I didn't see that coming. That was quite a twist. <laughs> and then the turtles are cleaning up April's apartment and uh, wax on, wax off before I even knew what the Karate Kid fucking was. That must have been a real head scratcher when he did that. You're like, huh? Or maybe I did know and I, just, I don't remember. But yeah, yeah, I, I had not seen the Karate Kid by the time I saw this for the first time. And a April comes home and she's like, hey, uh where, you know, thanks guys for doing all this stuff. And like, she's like, where's Splinter? And he's like, Leonardo is like this is the part that you were talking about earlier where he's like he's been up on the roof ever since he saw her saw your report and she's like oh doing what and that's when he says coming, coming. to a decision <laughs> it just there's such a ridiculous pause it has to have been intentional right maybe kevin clash did it on purpose coming to a decision so splinter essentially tells the turtles that tgri is responsible for the ooze that that transformed them and he still has the canister and he holds it up and then donatello's like oh we get to all this time kind of wondering who we are we finally get to figure this shit out i like how the not only is the glass broken in perfect shatter lines yeah. such that they fit together like a puzzle but also the metal is broken in perfect shatter lines that fit together like a puzzle and we cut to the lab at tgri where the professor is disposing of all this ooze and there's one canister left and the foot shows up and they get it they obviously kidnap him for some reason they stick around because the turtles show up and they're like fucking around on the roof and they're like we gotta go in quietly i'm like it's because you're ninjas you should be in there already. Shouldn't even be talking right now. <laughs> yeah, there should be no discussion. You're ninjas. That should be the presumption is going quietly. But they don't give a shit. They're like, let's do it, eh? And then they get in there and they're like, Times Square City! And they're yelling and shit. I'm like, dude. They're terrible ninjas. <laughs> terrible ninjas. Oh, God. And yeah, Michelangelo sees all this like fancy lighty stuff and he's like, dude, I know. Oh, yeah, Where do them, I put the quarter? Yeah, one of them's like, I told you we'd find something special. He's like, I'll say special. Where do you put the quarter? But then there's, you know, a computer over there and Donnie finally gets to be a fucking nerd. They're like, can you find out more information? He's like, maybe. But if the database is coded, the whole system might go down. That's right. The whole system might go down. It's like, the fuck does that mean? Back in the 19, back in 1990, you could just throw out computer yeah. words with no logic to them. And people would just be like, it's computer talk. It must make sense. <laughs> yeah. And now like every 12 year old knows what database and code mean. <laughs> so as they're, as they're doing that, there's one, there's one canister that's still active because you know, that's the one that didn't get disposed. And of. it's that's marked in huge. Yeah. All caps active, active. And here comes the foot. We get another fun fight scene. There, there's no reason for the Foot Clan to show no. up at this point. They've already made their escape. They already got the canister. Oh, it's so frustrating Zero, from a writing standpoint. Um, the reason was is that every it's it's a it's an action movie, 
technically, <laughs> and it's for kids. So, so every, every 15 10, minutes 10 15 most. pages, there has to be something big. Something, yeah. An action scene has to happen, even if it makes no sense. I don't give a shit. All I'm, they had to do was write that scene so that we see him disposing of the stuff, and then he like gets up and walks out or something, and then the turtles slip in as ninjas, because that's what they are. <laughs> yeah. Access the computer. He gets kidnapped by the Foot Clan in the hallway. The Foot gets the information about the active canister from him, then comes in, steals the canister. Big fight scene. But now you're rewriting the 30-year-old movie. <sighs> I know. I know. <laughs> I have a hat. It's a bad habit. I know. I know. I'm just saying a second draft is not that fucking hard. So after this fun fight scene, I don't know. There's just all sorts of weird shit. You see Leonardo using these like sticks instead of his swords, which are yeah. on his back at this point. I swear to God yep. they are. Either way, it's a fun scene. Whatever. They're doing the football thing and we get surf, surf music. Well, <laughs> and you know. Okay, and then they're like, they're doing the plan. I really like this line. It's kind of funny. They're like doing the plan. He's like, oh, so we're going to do this and this and this. Get it? Got it? Good. And then Michelangelo's like, oh, I don't get it. Because he just has to be the goofy one. <laughs> at least it's only him this time. Like, they're all kind of goofy. But at least he's, he's, the, only he's the only moron. Dumb one. Not yeah. like him and Donatello were like bros like they were in the first one. <laughs> which made no fucking sense. Well, I mean, it would... I guess it would kind of make sense because Raphael's the hothead and Leonardo is too busy coming up with the plan, you know. So so Mike and Donatello are kind of on the sides because Raphael and Leo are, are basically compete in constant competition for leadership of the group. Yep. And these guys don't have any aspirations to leadership. Donnie's intelligent and Mike is constantly wowed by Donnie's intelligence and Donnie is constantly amused by Raph's stupidity. <laughs> well, in the you mean Mikey's stupidity? Or Mikey, yeah, sorry. In in the at least in that one issue, in the Raphael one shot in the original comic series, Michelangelo was Raphael's best friend. They were really? like, they were like best buddies. Oh, and the okay. reason he runs off and finds Casey Jones is because he they were training and Michelangelo kind of got the better of him and he got pissed and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> And he, like, hurt him, like, really Raph's, bad. Raph has such a fragile ego. Yeah, and he, like, he like legitimately hurt him, so he got freaked out and ran away. And then eventually he had to, Which like, checks out for yeah. teenagers. He eventually had to come to terms that that's what Casey Jones kind of helps him. He's like, dude, you can't kill this guy. He's just a ba he's just a kid. Like, you can't kill this fucking dude. And it's Raphael trying to talk some sense into this very violent vigilante guy. <laughs> so, of course, the foot soldiers get the ooze because you have to the turtles have to lose. You always have, the hero has to lose at least one fight in every movie. But the foot had already won they it already before it, it started. Ah! Oh, yeah. So now they're very aware that the foot still exists. So they're like, we need to get away. we need to get out of April's apartment because we are going to get her killed. Well, I mean, maybe because it's a cartoon. I don't think anybody's dying. No, um, but, you know, <laughs> like if you apply logic to this story, yeah. which clearly the writers only did sporadically. <laughs> there's a couple. Yeah, there's a couple <laughs> moments like, yeah, we'll, we'll get to one moment in particular that I missed for 30 years. And I'm like, okay. holy shit. All right. Like, that's actually pretty poignant. And it's a good way to get the get that story kind of wrapped up enough to where it actually makes sense so they're they're gonna find a new place to live you know michelangelo is talking to his poster of a chick named paulina i don't know wh who that poster is of. yeah I, I don't know either and then michelangelo goes i don't know about you guys but i could really go for a slice of dot 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 and then kino you hear him knock and he goes pizza and then i always like this line and i say this a lot because i'm stupid and michelangelo's like whoa spookular <laughs> 
that, that's pretty good i like that i like that so kino shows up with the pizza april opens the door and he's like well you know the guy ordered a pizza over there and you know i figured since he ordered so much anyway i might as well just give it to you and she's like that's fine i'll, I'll take the pizza i guess not before he walks in with the pizza sets it down just like he's been there a million times because he has yeah but he just like invites himself in then he sees yeah, nun- no no sense of personal space on no. this kid he sees nunchucks on the counter and he's like oh what are these and she's like oh uh, I like to do a little chucking every now and again. And, <laughs> and she waves him around <laughs> in the most inept fashion. Yeah, that's pretty good. And he's like, yeah, you better keep practicing. Uh, and then they're terrible fucking ninjas. Oh, they are. They're so bad. Raphael's foot is sticking right out under this fucking thing. And he's he, hiding behind one of those, one of those like changing screens. Yeah, yeah. And Kino's like, well, hey, no, you don't have to pay for it. It's fine. But I thought you'd like to know about this. And he stomps on Raphael's foot. And then all the turtles come rushing out. And then they immediately spill all of their plans and tell everything to this kid who they don't know. (laughs) So I got a question. How come everybody handles the existence of the turtles pretty well, but every time Splinter comes out, they always pass out? (laughs) Like it happens later with the professor. He doesn't pass out, but like he sees the turtles and he's like, oh, this is cool. And then Splinter shows up and he's like, the fuck? (laughs) I think the only thing I can think is because people are more grossed out by rats than they are by turtles so he's, he's apparently cool with it when he wakes up though because you know we cut to him awake and splinter just finished telling him the origin story and then michelangelo of course has to make a joke they introduce it's like themselves. they just invested so much trust in this kid who they just met via ambush and then Raphael says my name's Raphael." and then michelangelo's like all oh, the good ones end and O." and then you know splinter goes 10 flips now and then michelangelo has to go back and do the flips and we'll come back to that for a joke <laughs> which is funny yeah so apparently also the foot is recruiting so Raphael and kino come up with this idea that you know maybe if kino lets himself get recruited because they're really after teenagers too then he could he could get in there and then guess what that might lead us to i'm like you're new this isn't for you I'm like they're cool with you but you should probably just go home yeah um and not to mention the fact that as plays out later there's no point having them recruit him if he just tells them where they're recruiting the ninjas could just follow them (laughs) that's all they need to do because that's all they do they did it so i can tell jokes about that scene later they knew that this was gonna happen (laughs) second draft people you don't have to go with the first one every time so of course you know splinter's like no that's a terrible fucking idea and i'm like yes, yes. that is a terrible fucking idea yeah. uh then yeah, splinter's right Raphael Maybe gets, listen to the you know, master yeah raf gets a little pissed walks away and then as he walks by mikey he's doing this like fakey jumping jacks he's like jumping up and clapping he's like 21 20 to one yeah <laughs> <laughs> because it's it, it cracked me up because I had lost track of him doing it in the background too, but you hear him doing it the whole time. Yeah, he's he's back there counting and you just like, once it gets to 10, it doesn't stop and you can kind of hear him. It's really, it's really funny. It's pretty good. It, that was a pretty good gag. Some of the, yeah, some of the cartoony jokes are just funny. Like it's, it's hard not to laugh, especially they're having fun. Like you can tell. I have to say it, it really does look like watching this as an adult. I have to imagine this was a very fun set to be on. Like it looks like the people making it are having a blast. And now the, that, now that might just be performance. Yeah. I don't know, but it, it, who knows? They give the impression of it being a lot of fun to be. And I'm sure those suits movie. are fucking awful to be in, but they're a probably, little yeah. less awful. Cause they're probably <laughs> like 50 pounds fucking lighter because yeah. the, the gear is just in the head now. Yeah. God, they look, they look, the suits look so good, though. I always love hey, you gotta the give it to suits. You got to give it to those Henson puppeteers, man. They, 
they learn they're just constantly evolving their craft they're just getting better and better all the time yeah that's uh, i i so desperately want another movie like this but it will never happen horror movies do this kind of shit all the time like a children's action movie will never do this ever again and it's a goddamn shame yeah because i mean the technology for that kind of stuff would be so much better now oh yeah you could almost fucking do that and you they probably wouldn't even know they were wearing the suit fucking (laughs) yeah probably I mean, you, you they have robotic controls and shit like that that are... I mean, they literally made BB-8 for the for the new Star Wars movie, and that was, what, like seven years ago or something yeah. like that at this point? And, and he was a real thing, just bopping around the set to yeah, the point where the actors said they forgot he was a remote-controlled creature and would just start interacting yeah, with we him. We have one of those that we built at Disneyland, and it is fucking cool the yeah. head like floats it's on a magnet and shit and it's real real cool to look at the way technology is gone they could be doing such cool real world animatronic stuff and and sadly horror is the only place that it's it happening and, and and i love what they do in horror with it but they could be yeah like you said they could be making these amazing kids movies and they don't do it like i i like the art style that they're going with for the new movie yeah. and stuff it looks great. It, it it looks like it could be a, a really good... It, it looks like it could potentially be the best entry in the Turtles' cinematic history. Potentially. I'm not saying it will be. They're at least giving it a good go here. Yeah. So hopefully it's good. Fingers crossed. So we're going to cut back to the junkyard. And now Professor Perry is there. He's a prisoner, but they have the they have the ooze, and he's like the Shredder's like you're gonna you're gonna do something for me. We have some vicious animals, and you're gonna turn them into more vicious. Wow, it's Rocksteady and Bebop, right? That's Let's, what uh, we all thought. Even Storm, he was like, "Oh, is this the pig and the rhino? Those are my favorite." So we cut back to the turtles. Go, they're going underground. They're trying to find a new place to stay so they can get out of April's fucking. House. And they find the coolest fucking place. Except in before the world. that, do you remember when we did the Casablanca episode? Um, yes. It was like our third episode. Yeah, this is, that's a huge callback. All right, you're asking me to go back to five years. Do you remember when I, when I talked about the only reference I ever had to this movie was from Ninja Turtles 2? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. This is it. Here you go. Well, the lives of two people don't amount to a hill of beans in this crazy world, Elsa. That's why you're getting on that plane. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. (laughs) See ya. Yeah. That, that's it. Michelangelo's doing the Humphrey Bogart thing. <laughs> Storm and, was just kind of weirded out by that. I'm not sure if I've actually watched <laughs> Casablanca with him. And so Mikey starts doing that and Storm's kind of like, huh? You ever well, you watch some of these older movies and it's just like, kids won't get that. Doesn't make it not funny. but No, it, it's even funnier when you're like with a young person. And they're like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> Shit moves so fast now. It's wild. Like I think we stuff had time to marinate a little bit more back then. So now they're they're down in there. They're not really that far underground. They're literally right under the the thing, and people could look down. <laughs> you and can just see, see them. people walking overhead. Yes. Raph is pissed because he's like, "Dude, we just need, we need to go find the ooze." And then Leonardo's like, "I know, but we got to find a place to stay first. <laughs> and then he's like, "We're down here playing Century Twenty One. I didn't get that joke when I was four years old. <laughs> but how much did Century Twenty One pay to get that line in there? 20 bucks probably how much do you think the simpsons paid to have uh not baxter stockman hold oh, that Bart man. simpson glass right up to the camera i never thought about that i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure cash changed hands on that one because that was too in your face well yeah and yeah the simpsons was fairly new at the time too so and it was the biggest fucking thing in the world like it was it was bigger than ninja turtles which is saying something raft takes off because he's just got a bad fucking attitude like bart simpson yes then the other three <laughs> 
The other three keep looking, and they're like, well, you think it'd be easy to find a place down here, but no. Think even an idiot could find a place down here, but no. Ah! And then Michelangelo falls through a hole in the floor. And they find an amazing place. Yeah, it's like this fucking decommissioned, what, subway tunnel. Yeah, it's a, it's 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 like an old subway station from the 1920s or something. And it's well hidden, only it's not really. No. <laughs> but it's cool as hell. Like, you could 100%, like, everything they're doing down there, you could hear it. Because they're oh, not that far yeah. over there. Oh, you could, yeah, you probably hear it from a mile in either direction. How does it still have power? Yeah, that, uh, that... Ma Bell's going to notice the power they're sucking up in that place. They they got like 7,000 incandescent <laughs> bulbs popping up because there yeah. was there were no uh there there were no CFC bulbs, there were no <laughs> LED bulbs back in those days. That yeah. was all incandescent bulbs. A thousand of these motherfuckers lighting this place up like Times Square. And I got to say, that set is super cool. It really is. It but is, it is totally ridiculous. It carries over into the TV show too that they did. Really? Yeah. I don't think it's the exact same. It might be, actually. I can understand why they would. Yeah. It it looks super cool. The uh, design of that set was on point. Yeah, it just doesn't make a whole lot of logical sense because no. it's really not that far in there. My understanding is that there are decommissioned subway stations that go back that old and they are some yeah. of them are really deep in there. I would I, I wanna go I wanna go find one. Let's go let's go to New York. Let's go find them. Which is probably illegal. But they're probably like. all occupied by homeless people at this point. <laughs> or maybe ninjas. That's true. Could be secret sewer ninjas. Maybe the Punisher. He's got to live oh, somewhere. Oh, shit. That's right. Because Dolph Lundgren lives in the sewer. Yeah. God, I hadn't thought of that. That's pretty funny. <laughs> so we got to cut back to the Shredder, and he's kind of being super impatient about this new mutant soldier business. The Shredder has no chill. Perry's like, dude, you need to chill. We're, we'll, we'll fucking get there. Oh, you know how I just realized how I want to see Shredder played. I want to see Shredder played like Angus McFadden. <laughs> fucking warriors, warriors of, of virtue. virtue that's oh how God. i want to see shredder that might be a little too much that would be amazing <laughs> shredder and what what's his what's the guy's name angus no 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 the the hit the the sidekick the who challenges you know oh tatsu 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 shredder and tatsu in like a full-on gay relationship it was like shredder's fucking all the foot soldiers because komodo was totally gay right Oh yeah, Komodo was Komodo. I don't think no, Komodo wasn't gay. Komodo was fucking anything with a hole. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, because he did. He loved uh, what's her butt. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was all. He was. He was. Uh, what do you call it? Pansexual. Pansexual. Or, yep. Yeah. Before it was a term, he was the dean. Yeah. Yes. I just made it past that episode. Gay dean. Gay, gay dean. dean. Gay dean. <laughs> gay dean. Yeah. I, li- I like where uh, Leonard calls him a fruit, and he's like, rude and and offensive and not nearly the truth. <laughs> like, that doesn't even cover half of what I am. <laughs> so April's also at work. She's going to follow up on TGRI, but her boss is like, oh, uh, no, that shit's over. This is, this is what's happening now. He hands her this thing, and she's like, looking ahead, swimsuits in the 90s? And he's like, my interest is peaked. Is that what's peaked? fucking pervert um also the the news yeah. manager is michael pressman the director of the movie taking and, himself down a notch i like it when it <laughs> when a director does that it makes me respect them more well yeah he does kind of get told pulled off by her huh in the middle of this argument a dude go like hey uh april you have a phone call she's like tell him i'll call him back and he's like it sounds pretty insistent it says his name is donnie i like the way he says it this particular scene i was really feeling the change in actors between april's because i feel like judith hogue would have done that scene way better she seems a little tougher 
Yeah, I would I would buy the don't fuck with me attitude from her. I don't buy it from this girl. Like yeah. like this girl just seems like she's frustrated, rightly so, but not like she's a force to be reckoned with. She's yeah, a Judith Hogue has that Irish thing. She's got that I could break you in half thing, you know, like <laughs> You know that, right? That is interesting, like, how it would have gone with her instead of Paige Turco. Both are fine, and I've never really had an issue with Paige Turco at all. Never, I've never really thought about that until until you brought it up. I immediately had an issue. I feel bad saying that, you know. Yeah, like, Judith Hoax, she's just got a gravity to her that I felt more. Not that this movie desperately needed that. It's not like that's what's keeping this from being a great movie or anything like that. But it would have made it better. I think it would have aided the transition more if you'd, if you'd kept our original April. I could have maybe been on board for the silliness if I'd had her there to ground it, but you swap her and the whole tone of the movie and Corey Feldman. It's too much. It was like <laughs> it was too jarring for you. Yeah. One of one of those was the straw that broke the camel's back. I don't know which. Any two of them I probably could have taken, but not the third. In fairness, Corey Feldman. No, no I know the Corey <laughs> Feldman thing was not anybody's fault. That yeah. was that was strictly Corey's fault. But yeah. Uh yeah. All right, I'm going to stop bitching about it. <laughs> well, here, let's bitch about something else. How the okay. fuck do they have service, phone service in the goddamn sewer thing? Oh, the best part is he's walking around with a with pay a phone. With a pay phone. That's not connected to anything, mind you. It's got like what looks like a little antenna on the bottom, it's like little, it's it, been jerry-rigged into yeah. a cell phone. But that makes no sense. I think the only thing that explains it is that people didn't understand how cell phones worked back then. They knew they existed, but they didn't understand what a... What a cell phone network was because the one out of thousand people who had a cell phone back then yeah oh man they're they're calling basically just to ask where raf is and to say hey we got a new place we'll bring you down we only had time to pick get splinter pick up a few essentials and mikey pulls out the fucking potato chips <laughs> yeah the bare essentials they're teenagers man they're they're more teenagery in this one than they are in any of the other movies that is true yeah so they got that part right you got the one hothead you got the goofy bastard you got the kind of nerdy one you got the one who thinks he's better than everybody the leader guy except leo doesn't really do that kind of shit in this movie a whole lot he's not like he, he's so, not arrogant yeah he, but he is I, I i look at him more as like the firstborn you know the kid who had all the he, he he was given all of the responsibility mikey is is the baby of the group for sure he had <laughs> none of the responsibility put on him and fully embraced irresponsibility the kids asked me like why is michelangelo so short i'm like he's always been short he's short in the comics too they do get a few a few jokes thrown in here aside from the bare essentials you know the leo throws a box on donatello's foot fucking they fight each other over the phone I, it's mikey i just want to say hello which you know that thing it's it's a lot of fun bestiality a... is hilarious now we're gonna come back to the shredder he's gonna meet his mutants and guess what it's not rocksteady and bebop fuck you heartbreaking it's uh, fucking heartbreaking it's toka and razar and they look fucking awesome but you know I why know. they didn't use rocksteady and bebop they couldn't get the rights to it they got the Which rights to blows the, my it mind it doesn't make any sense how did they get the license to all this other stuff and not bebop and rocksteady like i the, don't know those guys, like, it's the Turtles, Splinter, Shredder, and Bebop and Rocksteady. That's the core group. Of the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, in April. In April, right. Yeah, sorry. But yes, and the Foot Soldiers, of course, gotta, gotta have them. Casey but... Jones was more tertiary than Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah, Casey Jones was in, like, six episodes. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, and I've been rap I've been racking my brain about it for like thirty fucking years, and I still don't fucking understand. <laughs> Either way, uh, they integrated Toka and Razor into the cartoon eventually, and the comics and stuff. Oh, that's fine. Toka and Razor are perfectly cool. Uh, you know, I mean, they're they're stupid, but they're babies. <laughs> the the bad guys were always kind of more. You know, Bebop yeah. and Rocksteady were idiots. They were just strong morons. Yeah. 
So it, it works fine. The idea is that Shredder is the master planner, and then you have the dumb foot soldier who kind of fucks everything up, basically. Keeps keeps his power in check. Don't forget about Krang. Oh, that's right. And Krang, of course, is the brains of the operation. Literally. Literally. We meet Toga and Razor. They look fucking awesome. One they of do. them's a snapping turtle. One of them's a wolf. And Shredder's like, attack me. Let me, let me, let me see, you know, show me what you got. And then they run up to him and they... Oh, he's like, I am your master. And then they look at each other. It's Frank Welker doing both of the voices, by the way. And <laughs> who's Frank Welker? Welker is we, we Welker, had this conversation. Sorry. We had this conversation oh, before Fuck. A, a few times. He voiced every character you've ever heard about. Oh, wait, is this a guy? What fucking movie were we talking about that he was in? And I had no idea. And then you were like, oh, is it the Homer Simpson guy? No, that's a uh, Frank Castellaneta. OK, so who's who's he done <laughs> okay here okay let's uh i'll, I'll go down the, I'll, I'll look at the list of some of them here just give me the hot t- here fuck it give me the give me the top 10 okay so he's he's voiced some characters in the new in the new transformers movies he was shockwave he was galvatron you know that scene at the end of the first mortal Kombat movie where shao Kahn pops up nope uh either Dude, way i watched <laughs> i watched mortal Kombat like three times once in the or once in the theater and twice on video in the 90s dude i still remember fucking movies that i saw once when i was like five years yeah old. you got a better memory than me okay <laughs> he voiced megatron in it looks i forget like the... my children's names sometimes <laughs> he voiced megatron in the last uh the last night i believe is what that is he was nibbler in futurama so basically he's like <laughs> Okay, so he does he does voices in everything I'd recognize, but he always does the weird shit. Uh, he's, except for the one time he did Megatron. He's played Garfield and Scooby Doo and Curious George, Fred, Fred. He's done Fred and Scooby in various fucking Scooby Doo shows. That's huh. really funny. But he's never the main guy. No, generally not. Okay, that's the problem. And he's never the he's never the guy who he's not the guy who originally did Fred and Scooby. He's the guy who did Fred and Scooby in Zombie Island or something like that. But he's done it like. 50 fucking times i no doubt but he's not the original fred and scoop so yeah the only the only the only new generation Jeez. actor whose voice has supplanted the original is matthew lillard as shaggy that's it so in futurama i'm just gonna i'm just gonna give you so he's nibbler seymour el chupanibre blorgalux fox mushroom ego professor fisher price speaking spell <laughs> I have not seen that episode yet. He voices Prancer in Prancer, A Christmas Tale. He does the reindeer sound. He, does, he does animal voices. Yeah, a lot. He does animal sounds. Because Prancer doesn't talk. He just grunts like, an, like a fucking reindeer. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. I mean, hey, that's that's fair. That's a career that... I'm not. I'm not trying to shit on it. Or oh, anything. you can't. He's he's a fucking iconic voice actor. Don't, Obviously. Don't fuck with Frank Welker, man. I'm not trying to. I'm just saying, like, this, this dude is the master... Of the non-human voice acting, apparently. God, he's voiced Megatron a fucking bunch. Abu in <laughs> in one of those Disney princess shows, you know, Abu the monkey from yes, Aladdin. Uh, again, a non-human, <laughs> non-English speaking character, or just non-speaking. He's voicing sound characters. He's voicing characters who do a lot of grunts and wahs. He he did he did the sounds for King Kong in the King Kong video game. Well, at least someone's giving Andy Circus a run for his money. Anyways. So, Frank Welker, don't fuck around, man. Show some goddamn respect. He says, I am your master, and then they look at each other, Toko and Razor, and go, Mama? And they hug him, and it's funny as shit. And, and then Shredder's make- like, they're babies. 
Shredder wants to kill him because he's just over this shit. But the professor is apparently a conservationist now or whatever the fuck that word is. They're living creatures. He's like, they're infants. You can't kill them. That's why they're, that's why they're like that. He's like, they're stupid. And he's like, they're not stupid. They're infants. And then Razar bonks Toka on the head with like a pipe. And then he's like, okay, they're stupid infants. <laughs> but then he shows them how strong they are. And he's like, yeah, they could be useful. This is very important. This next scene. Okay, so Kino's going to go do his little foot soldier audition. Right. Guess who's there in the crowd? Eastman and Laird. Michael Jai White. Wait, what? Yeah. How did I miss Michael Jai White in that crowd? Because he's like fucking 19 years old. <laughs> oh, all right. They, yeah, fair enough. He probably looked a lot younger. Yep. He was right there. <laughs> I think I think he's the only black guy in the crowd. So. Oh, my God. I can't believe I missed that. Yeah. That's embarrassing because I love Michael Jai White. I just watched Black Dynamite a few weeks ago. I never ago fucking knew it time. until yesterday. Like Jesus that's... Christ. I got to get more Michael Jai White in my life. Me too, actually. I wanna. I need to watch Black Dynamite and shit. Too. Black Dynamite is the best, dude. He has a sh- he has a movie. I think it's on Netflix called Blood and Bone, which apparently yeah, I need to really see good. that. That's that's been in my queue for a few weeks. I I need to put that. I I need to watch that. So Raph is also here. He's gonna help Kino get into the get into the foot foot clan again to no fucking purpose. <laughs> There's no point. No purpose. Um. So yeah, Kino's gonna Kino's of course he's kicking ass at these tests, which sure. the test is just beating the shit out of people, and right. he's really good at that. Um, and not Sasha Mitchell. This guy's not <laughs> Sasha Mitchell, by the way. He's there overseeing this whole thing. So I wanted to like mention who this guy was here. Hang on, just okay. a second. Yeah, let's not just name him based on who he isn't. <laughs> who he is not, because he's. But you're right. He's 100 playing in the same in the same field as Sasha Mitchell. He looks like him. He doesn't look like him anymore because that's him now. And you've seen Sasha Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. No, they obviously (laughs) Um, change, but his name is Dewey Weber. Oh, that's why I wanted to talk about him. That's right. Since vinegar syndrome has released showgirls, this man is in showgirls. Oh, he plays a character named Jeff, but what I didn't know, there's a showgirls too. And he also plays Jeffrey in that. Same or different character? I do not know. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I got to watch Showgirls because I, I just got my Vinegar Syndrome delivery this week. I Of my fucking halfway to Black Friday that I ordered like a month and a half ago. Uh, I ordered it at like the beginning of May and just got it this week. So, yeah, but- <laughs> I got I to gotta, I gotta tear into that Showgirls box. Just to tell you what you're in for, Showgirls 2, Pennies from Heaven. The main character is named... I don't know if she's the main character, but she's top build Penny Slot. (laughs) (laughs) And it has a 1.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Oh, wow. What does the original Showgirls have? 1.8. That is catastrophically low. I think the room is higher than a 1.8. Five. So Kino is, of course, the only one who is worthy of their final test. So I got a question. So this is a criminal organization that they're letting these people into, and they're, like, trying out for it. What do they do when they don't make it in? Do they just, like, send these kids off to... Fucking be pissed and bitter and go to the cops about shit, or do they? Or like, do they like off them? In yeah, secretly. There's just a pile of bodies. Like that's something I never thought of until I watched it this time. I'm like, wait a minute. Logically speaking, yeah. If they're not letting them in, then the bodies are going to start piling up. Yeah, it uh, doesn't make any. Okay, sure. It's a kid movie. Let's just let it happen. So the final test is that he has to take all these bells off this mannequin without making a single sound. Raphael has followed him in here, obviously, and you know the dude goes like, "One more thing. We work in concealment." He throws the fucking ninja dust ball at him, and then it poof, you know, poof, smoke, and then. Raphael swoops in and you hear this 
and then Kino has all the bells, and he's like, is this enough? And the dude's like, yeah, but he, he nods all. It should yeah. be noted that this test completely flies in the face of the logic that was established in the first movie as well. Because in the first movie, they would let fucking anybody into their crew, but then they would train them and had a vetting process to allow them into the, uh, to where the, what was it, the Dragon Doji? Dragon Doji, yep. Yeah, so like, this whole process is completely contradictory to what was established in that first movie. Well, yeah, they're not very well organized because the very next thing that happens, you know, Kino's in and the dude's like walking him through the training yard and he's like, hey, uh, go get yourself a training doji and meet me over here. So he's just letting this guy just wander. Of course that works out because Raphael's there and then Raph sees Shredder, but he's not entirely sure that he sees him. He's like, oh God, I thought I saw a ghost and shit. And then Raph is like, we got to get out of here. It's not safe for you here. So, okay. So we established via Raph's dialogue that the only point of this was to find out where these guys are. But again, I must reiterate, Kino did not have to go through that audition in order to make this happen. He could have just said, this is where they're telling everybody to meet. Raph goes there, follows the leader guy home back to his home base, which he clearly could have done. There was no need for any of this. This is this script is so shoddy. No. I can't get over it. There is absolutely need for it because of what happens next. They both get caught and, you know, Tatsu's there and Raphael has to quip first. He goes, you know, we were looking for a muffler for a 77 Chevy. And then Tatsu goes, he's like, geez, whatever happened to service with a smile? He throws a tire at his face and then there's a nice little fight scene. (laughs) And then he's like, Kino, get out of here. And he's like, but I don't want to leave you. And he's like, run or I'll kick your butt. I love it. You know how they could have, you know how they could have solved this whole problem? By doing what you said in the first place and just not just having all the turtles go there. (laughs) No, no. Raph could have done the thing with Kino, but then he could have told Kino, Master Splinter's right. It's too dangerous for you, but I'm going to go. I'm going to follow these guys. (laughs) You stay here where it's safe. And then Kino doesn't listen and follows him in secret. And then when Raph gets caught, Kino tries to help him. Raph tells him to run and tell Master Splinter. And that's what he does. And that's how they find out. That would be... And it would have made total sense within the story. That would make sense because later on, Raph goes, you know, how many times do I got to tell you this isn't your fight? I'm like, you never told him that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking encouraged him to come in here and get involved in this shit. Splinter told him that several times. Yeah. There has to be a cut scene somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Oh, my God. It's fucking ridiculous. And and it would literally i just came up with that off the top of my head that's yeah. how easy this would have been to fix <laughs> it's a it is a fun little fight scene though you know kino gets a little business in there he runs he gets attacked by by two of them and kicks their asses and then eventually you know raf gets overpowered and they lift him up yeah i'm not saying don't have the fight scene <laughs> no you have gotta the have the fight, fight scene, scene. I, I like he's insulting tatsu he's like hey man if i had a face like yours i'd try to make up for it with some kind of a personality <laughs> good <laughs> which, line which is that's funny. a good line and then shredder pops up into frame and he's like oh god and now he knows for sure that shredder's there like what the fuck and you're like i thought this movie was very pg kino runs to april's place to tell everyone what happened and yeah so the other three turtles then immediately like april shows up and he tells her what happened and then the other three immediately we cut to the gra- the graveyard jesus christ <laughs> the junkyard we cut to the junkyard and we're gonna save Raph. Okay, and I do, <laughs> I do this too. I do this one all the time too. So they're going in there, and they're like, "The perimeter's quiet." Yeah, a little too quiet. Mm. Well, that was easy. Yeah, a little too easy. Yeah. <gasps> Look, huh? it's Raph. Oh, yeah, a little too Raph. You guys, oh. knock it off. And sometimes I'll just spit that line out. It's a trap. Of course, it's a fucking. Of trap. Of course, it's a trap. 
and they and they <laughs> their ninja skills getting in there are so ridiculous where they're like rolling behind <laughs> shit and they're like huh, ha, huh, the whole time and then they give up at every roll and then they jump up and go ha it's like oh well this is fine you know if they were gonna spring a trap and donnie has a watch in his fucking wristband <laughs> They'd probably do it right about, and then all the fucking lights come on, and then the fucking, <laughs> the fucking <laughs> net comes up, and all three of them are in the fucking net, and, oh, you know, God. Raph is still tied to the thing. Oh, it should be specified, <laughs> Leo has his swords on him now. Okay. And they get netted, and they can't escape the net, <laughs> and at no point does Leo reach for his sword to cut them out when they are very clearly about to be killed on a an improvised spike trap yeah it's it's a it's a slow motion james bond trap yeah storm was like oh hey that guy's that guy's forklift certified or <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is uh uh yeah he's like oh so he's got like backup employment if this foot clan thing goes south <laughs> that's pretty funny well they do hang out at a construction site and a junkyard so these nets are remarkably effective remind me to drop a line to ralph nader what the fuck does that mean I have no clue. I, I remember Nader was running for president back then. <laughs> I'm too lazy to look it up. But he was I, like yeah. he was like running for third party, or maybe he was trying for one of the one of the big parties nominations and didn't get it, and so decided to run third party. I think. Yeah, I, I yeah I remember that, but I don't know what that has to do with how good the net is. Anyway, I don't either. <laughs> that joke completely <laughs> missed me. So Shredder's also here, by the way. He's telling telling whoever's operating this like crane or whatever it is to bring them over this spike trap. He's like, a little closer, a little closer, and then cut to Splinter. They brought Splinter. <laughs> no, Splinter brought himself. I think that I think they would have come with him. I don't know. I don't because know. Because they have they have to rescue Raph and you know they want they need a backup plan. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It would have made sense to have him holding back and uh in case of emergency. But if they knew he was watching them, why would they be so fucking stupid in the way they entered this place? Because they're stupid. Because they're teenagers. They okay. they're just having From a From Michelangelo, time. I understand it. <laughs> But Leonardo and Raphael, at least, should have known better. Because it's a cartoon, man. He saves their asses. He fucking, Splinter, by the way, pulls back. He has a fucking arrow, a bow and arrow thing, and he lets go. He's like, yeah. And I always thought that was funny. I don't know why. And shoots the rope. They fall out of the net. And then. Safe. What are they, they're like, you forgot. We carry insurance. Yeah, mutual of Splinter, dude. Uh, and then we get another fun fight scene, and everybody starts. That wasn't starts, even clever. That was funny, <laughs> though. It's it's like so bad, it's funny as shit. We get another fun fight scene. Um, Donatello walks over to Raph, takes the tape off, and Raph's like, "Dude, why don't you just rip my lips off?" And then then he puts the tape back on him. And I, it always bugged me that the tape was broken and it didn't go over yeah, his whole face. It doesn't cover the top lip. It just he just puts it over his bottom. After after a minute of fighting and shit, you know, they they untie Raph. So all four turtles are together now, but then they're going to meet Toka and Razar, and they, yep. they, they fucking get revealed, and they're all armored up and shit. And then Raphael is like, all right, well, I'm the tough guy. You know what they say, the bigger they are. And then he takes a nice dragon kick at fucking Razar and the wolf, by the way, and gets knocked oh, is, out. Oh, is the wolf Razar? Yeah, Toka is I would have thought I would have thought, you know, snapping turtle, Razar. Yeah, that would have made sense, but no. Don't don't think about it too hard, man. Whatever. You know, the bigger they are, the more bones they break. And then Donatello goes up with his bow and goes, you know, how about you, you ugly excuse for a turtle? And then he hits him with his bow and then uh, 
And he's like, how about that? That that little ugly crack was a little too out of line, huh? And then he throws him. Then he goes, he falls through the roof, and it just happens to be in the exact building where they're holding Professor Perry. And he's all tied up and yeah. taped and stuff. So they didn't even know that they had this guy, and now they have to rescue him. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They got, he got very lucky that Toka threw Donatello like, through the roof. He obviously knew... Because they, they watch the news and stuff, so they knew that he was missing because Donatello's like, oh, right. you're that TGRI guy. And he's taking the tape off his mouth, and he's like, ah, I was like, dude, I gotta get the hang of that. <laughs> he's like, it's okay. And then he's like, oh, shit, that's a, you're a turtle. What the fuck? That scene was handled with very little finesse. Just have fun, goddammit. I didn't, I didn't hate it. I'm just, you know, like, by this point, I was starting to get a little fatigued. <laughs> I, had, I had zero issues watching this twice. No, I, I, I didn't hate it. It was very fun. But, uh... Yeah, the the bad decisions, the the bad writing decisions were starting to pile up at this point and I'm I'm thinking about talking about it and I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> well, it's one There's of those so things, much to complain about. If it if you watch it critically like we do for the show, yeah. you're going to notice all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you're just kind of like chilling, hanging out, oh, yeah. having fun, yeah. If this is just a, a Saturday morning, you know, lying on the couch wasting time, it's a hoot. Eventually, in the midst of this fight, you know, Toka and Rezar are still fucking around. And, and so where we're fighting foot soldiers and two giant monsters, eventually Mikey gets tossed over the top of this truck and lands right on top of a manhole cover. And he's all excited to see it because it's the sewer. And eventually all the turtles and the professor end up over there. And then they all jump into the sewer. And and then they get really lucky. Because Toka, <laughs> Toka jumps in and he's too fat. <laughs> his, shell, his shell's too big to let him down. And then Michelangelo tickles him and shit. And then they're all walking. And Professor's just like, four walking, talking turtles. And Raphael, the ever fucking sarcastic asshole, is like, yeah, this guy's PhD material, all right. And he then and the Professor, like, he, he understands what's happening here. Yeah, so, he, he he's like, uh, if I had to guess, I'd say 15 years ago, you were exposed to a mutagen. <laughs> blah, 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 uh, blah, blah, blah. He's like, what? How did you, <laughs> how did you immediately know that? Yep. But when they get him back to the their their new home he sees splinter and he's immediately like whoa I'm like dude you just saw six fucking mutants like that's the one that gets you yeah jesus christ it's not even the most impressive one they asked the professor about like what the ooze was and he basically reveals like it's just a bunch of runoff it's just like garbage basically that got exposed to some exposed to some radiation donnie does not love that answer because it he feels like it means that they're basically mistakes this is the fucking part of the movie that i never caught because you know they kind of abandon this thing about the ooze and and stuff and i in the original idea it would have been aliens it would have been all sorts of shit the secret of the ooze is that it's utrams and their the triceratons would be there probably the fugitoid would show up at some point i feel like this is the filmmaker's like Donnie's frustration is the filmmaker's frustration with them not being able to do the movie they wanted to do. Uh, maybe it wasn't. To do this. It wasn't the filmmakers. It was Eastman and Laird oh, coming up with the concept for. There it. you go. There you go. Maybe Eastman and Laird's frustration. And they used like a quarter of that script because it's all this. It's all the same shit that's here. But so did Eastman and Laird write the the first draft of the script? No, they just. It was probably just a treatment, a, an oh, idea okay. they had. But an actual decent lesson to take away from this movie, which surprised the shit out of me when I heard it today, because Donatello is now he's distraught. Right? He's like, dude, I feel we're not even supposed to like exist. Where it's pointless. Like, why are we even here? I thought there would be more to it. Splinter goes. This is a really good line. He says, don't confuse the specter of your origin with your present worth. That is legit. All that's, right. That's a good line for kids because a lot of them were mistakes, uh, but they don't have to base their worth on that. <laughs> Hear that, kids? 
you were a mistake. Just because you were a horrible, horrible, life-ruining <laughs> mistake doesn't mean that you have to remain one. In all seriousness, that that <laughs> that is that is a good that is no, good it's to a take good, away. it is yeah. a good lesson for me. It really is. I was actually kind of impressed with how dumb the rest of this movie is. Because yeah, your like, your yeah. parents might be pieces of shit, but that doesn't mean that you're not you're not worth having around. That is that is something that I would like to drill into my children's heads. It describes their situation perfectly, and I've had that thought too because my parents were never married. Like I I was the result of like some shitty relationship and them being drunk. So I I know that feeling of like God, I'm not even supposed to be here. Not not just today, every day. Anyways, let's let's stop being so serious because this is about where you came back into the back into my house. Uh, yep. Shredder unleashes Toka and Razor on the city. It's like one block of the city, but still, and it's a fun, stupid scene where Master said to have fun, fun, yeah. and they're just fucking around and like knocking over telephone poles and flipping over cars and shit. And then eventually, this old couple who happens to be the director's parents, I believe, the old man goes, "What are those creatures over there doing? What if they come over here?" And the wife's like. Tell them to get their own cab. The jaded New Yorker trope, I think, had kind of started to run its course at this point because they used the shit out of that in the 80s. It never really went away. It's just this was the point at which I think I, as a kid, was starting to notice how overused it was, you know, because, I mean, yeah, there were there were just so many movies where that joke was like the whole joke you know it's just like <laughs> yeah new yorkers are so jaded that even this doesn't phase them it's like the uh the jason takes manhattan you know the with the punk rockers and shit. well no the 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 diner someone's trying to kill oh, yeah. us welcome to new york <laughs> that's right i forgot about that part for fuck's sake you're right you're right and that movie came out three four years before this so this is a pretty short scene it, it, i would have liked a little more destruction but it's all right then we cut to the next day and this is chief stern's fucking token cameo here and as i said while we were re-watching it they hammed him the fuck up for the he was way more serious of a character in the last movie and he bullshits his way through this whole thing and says one of the funniest most still relevant things i've ever heard <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like not to tell me, Miss O'Neill? Stearns, there are two very dangerous things out there. And just what exactly would you like me to do about it? I don't, I don't know. I guess you're not the ones that are going to have to handle this. That's what we do best, Miss O'Neill. Have a nice day. <laughs> How appropriate. <laughs> storm was storm was taken aback by that line he's like wait did he just admit that they can't do shit uh, that was a good one I, that was yeah, that was funny that's really funny so apparently freddy's not at work today freddy you know the guy from earlier who was it was his first day the other day who it turns out was a spy but oh shit yeah he's a he's a he's obviously a foot soldier and the whitest fucking foot soldier i've ever seen there's no reason for him to reveal that to her but he does he's just playing with her at this point just uh, yeah, this is another one of those where I'm just like, eh, all hello, right, just April, throw I, my hands up, be like, OK, cartoon logic. I've um, got a message for your friends like he has to deliver the message because he's a character we've seen before. Yes. OK, um, he gives April the message to give to the turtles that they have to meet to fight the monsters or they'll be sent out to Central Park. And how are they going to avoid all those people? There's another one of those ridiculously time pauses that is almost as if. All they those meant it for people. mystery science theater audiences. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. How are they going to avoid all those? And then someone in the audience is like, crackheads. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. So 
The professor has an idea, though, and it's basically to make an anti-mutagen. The fucking cartoon, like, revolves around this retro-mutagen, and eventually Shredder turns it into a gun, and he has has a little, like, wheel on it that has, like, different animals... <laughs> And you, you pick the animal and then you can like de- demutant to them. That is a <laughs> that is a very, very cartoony thing to do. Yeah. In this case, it's some weird goop that the professor made. It looks like it's straight out of two girls, one cup. Gross. And Michelangelo drops some pizza in it. And Donatello is just like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like looks around like he's about to get caught and then moves his little blender thing over where he dropped the pizza. <laughs> then he grabs this, the Professor Perry. He grabs the Simpsons cup with Bart on it. He puts it in the cup and he's looking at it and he's like, they're, they're like, do you think this will work? Well, Leonardo's like, well, we won't really know until we spray those guys. And Professor's like, actually... Like, actually, what? Actually, ingestion is the only course. And they're all like, um... And then Michelangelo has to chime in. You mean they have to eat it? (laughs) Yes, right on, my man. Yeah, and that leads to... He's trying to relate to them. It's adorable. The most comic book moment of the movie which or excuse me not comic book but cartoony moment of the movie which is the donuts the donuts so they have to eat it and they're like well how are we going to get them to fucking do that the pre-fight donut and mikey has an idea when mikey goes i've got an idea and everybody's like (laughs) and again they're being the loudest ninjas ever they have to meet them at this construction site and they have this box of donuts with them at least in this context, it makes sense that they're being loud because they're not sneaking. Like, yeah. The guys know they're coming. They're going to let them know they're coming in order to try and save the citizens of Central Park. I think Donatello asks Mikey, he's like, are you sure this is going to work? And then Mikey goes, is like Schwarzenegger hard to spell? <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, 1991. So the foot soldiers are there, of course. It looks like it might be an ambush, but it's not. They're just, like, all around. It's like this, it's now It's now officially a sports arena. All we need now is why we're all sports and a blimp. <laughs> Storm was like, what does that mean? I'm like, it's just... <laughs> Don't worry about it. Just move past it, son. We don't have time. (laughs) Yeah, so Antoka and Reza are there, of course, because that's their their whole reason for being there. And then right before they attack, Leonardo's like, wait, wait. First, we should observe the ancient ritual of the uh, traditional pre-fight donut. Yeah. This is so stupid. But no, like it would make sense within the cartoon. If I were watching the cartoon, this would be perfectly in keeping with that tone. They give Razar one first and he's drooling and fucking eating the donuts. And then Toka's like, ma, ma, yum yums. <laughs> and he eats it. They offer Razar another one and he grabs one. And then he kind of looks at him with the coolest fucking face. I love that dude's face. <laughs> And he looks at him, and he looks down at the thing, and he crushes it in his hand. Because they're not really as dumb as they look, apparently. And there's an ice cube right in the middle of it. And they're like, oh, it, shit. It, it's the it's the grossest looking ice yes. cube you've ever seen. They found the cubes. Then Shredder's like, get them. Because ah! he says that like 20 times in the movie. Yep. They knock the donuts out of whoever's hands. Mikey's, I believe. And then it's Razar who grabs Mikey and starts spinning him around. <laughs> he starts spinning him around, and then he throws Mikey, and he fucking gets knocked into this wall. And then he gets up and jiggles his head, and it goes... And behind him, you now see a sign that says... Uh, Dockside. Dockshore Club. Dockshore Club. And then Mikey stands up and goes, now I know what a postal package feels like. All the turtles are clumped together. It's like, you take the ugly one. No, you take the ugly one. I'll take the ugly one. Which one's the ugly one? Which one do you think is the ugly one? Because I have, I I had a strong opinion when I was watching the movie, but now Aww. that we've been talking, I think my opinion may have changed. They're both adorable. Even, even as the mutant creatures. <laughs> okay, so... 
when I was watching the movie, my thought was Razor is the ugly one because <laughs> Toka's a turtle, so they're going to have a bias towards turtle, right? But now that we've been talking about it, and they make that comment earlier about about Toka being an ugly turtle. Overgrown, ugly excuse for a turtle. I think they actually think Toka's the ugly one because Razor doesn't look like a turtle at all, but Toka looks like an ugly turtle, so they're more biased towards that. Toka then grabs Raphael and throws his ass through the door of this club and Vanilla Ice is performing and all the As a kid this was the jump the shark moment for me. Oh, this fucking rules this, in this was every the, way. Yeah, it, it it wasn't Vanilla Ice performing because I actually I liked Vanilla Ice at the time, but when he starts saying singing about the Ninja Turtles just like doing the ninja rap and then it turns into go ninja go ninja go I was like, "No." No, I took myself way too seriously. I took Ice Ice Baby way too seriously at the time. And uh, yeah, I was I was done with this you were, movie. You were doing the ninja please. So yeah, and all the all the patrons, specifically this one dude, is like, oh, I love this place. I love this place. It's so cool. Look at those costumes. And his girlfriend's like, chill the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> this is the scene in particular where my thought was, this set looks like it was probably a blast to be on. Because... That had to be a fun scene to be a part of. At least that one. Like you have vanilla ice, you have all these extras, and you, <laughs> you have and, the, and you have these monsters doing these ridiculous <laughs> things, like letting out these huge belches and everything. Which, which like, is actually ah! important in a minute. So yeah, it was that's that's actually my next note. They're they're burping, and that's important. That had to be a fun scene to shoot. And then Ninja Rap starts playing while the turtles start. <laughs> yeah, if, if I around. if I were an adult and I had a sense of camp and cheesy fun this is such a blast this this whole sequence is so fucking fun but as a kid i just couldn't i took myself way too seriously (laughs) i'm 12 years old i'm just starting to you know i'm just starting to take myself seriously and so i took myself way too fucking seriously you started taking yourself seriously way way earlier than i did that's probably true yeah it's called (laughs) teenage mutant ninja turtles how (laughs) fucking serious do you want this (laughs) So yeah, again they st- the 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 Toka and Razor start burping as Ninja Rap starts, and then the Ninja Turtles. I'm like they're trying not to die while they fight these two monsters. The club owner has, he's like, "What is this? Did you order any extras?" He's like, "No, I didn't order any extras. Did you order any extras? Go call the police. Get them here. Go, 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 go." The club owner the and his lackey with their fucking 45 year old Steven Seagal hair, <laughs> they little, both little, little ponytails, yeah. just like, oh my god, you douches. The reason the burping is important is because CO2 is apparently essential to the anti mutagenic process that that goop yes. was supposed to which not baxter yeah. stockman tells them later yes like like right at this moment so so his he, he he figures out like hey if we could reintroduce some co2 we could get that shit working again the problem is finding a ready supply he says and then he looks over and this is a practical solution actually <laughs> which i'm actually surprised it's not like completely stupid i mean it yeah it's stupid but it's like stupid, but it makes it, sense it, that it, it works would be there. within the context of this movie so the idea is that they're gonna they're gonna take some fire extinguishers and shove them down their fucking throats. <laughs> I mean, logically, probably they would shove them down into their lungs and just drown them in fucking fire extinguisher dust. But okay, this is a fucking family movie, dude. Yes, yes, not a this murder is a family movie. So they we're feed not it murdering to them and, people, and especially animals. Them. Everything works out okay. Toka and Razor aren't murdered. Kino though is meditating with Splinter. 
Big surprise, uh, a 17-year-old kid has trouble with focus. Kino just fucking disappeared from the movie for a good half hour. <laughs> he ran away from that junkyard and was never seen again. He's trying to convince, oh, Splinter's trying to convince Kino. He's like, dude, you have youth, I have experience, those who now fight have both. He's right. He is, because they've, you know, they, they've been busy. I do appreciate the turtles in this movie being a little bit more proactive than, like, reactive, though. Shit's not yeah. just happening to them, they're actually, like, trying to... Yes, that's fair. Kino doesn't need to fight. It's not his fight. But Kino's like, you can't keep me here. I'm going to go. Bye. And Splinter. And and Splinter's like, fine. You're right. I can't. Fuck off. (laughs) And Storm's like, you're a fucking ninja master. Of course you can. But he won't. But because he's he's a smart, he's a smart guy. Because he already raised four fucking teenagers, even though they're only like like, 15 years old. Not my kid. Not my problem. (laughs) So we're back at the club and the turtles, they roll some video game barrels to trip Toka and Razor. (laughs) And then they, they hold them down and put the fire extinguishers in their mouths. And then, you know. And then they both go they both, unconscious. Yeah, they pass out. These dudes are copping some major Z's already. And then we cut to, <laughs> cut to the, the the club guy again. His little assistant brings them on the phone. He's like, it's the police. He's like, it's the police. What are you doing? They like it. They like it. And the guy gets back on the phone and goes, it's okay. They like it. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine being that 911 operator. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys? What? Okay. You'd have to send somebody at that point, right? If the person who called you for an emergency was suddenly like, oh no, it's okay. They like it. No, no. I'm sending some cops over right now. Yeah. The foot soldiers show up. Indeed you guys, they do. You guys know what I'm talking about. Apparently, I, I read the trivia, but I can't remember who it was. One of the turtles was supposed to like do some fancy move, but decided last minute to change it. And he kicked a guy in the face. One of the foot soldiers, guys. <laughs> And he broke his jaw or some shit. Ooh, ow. So there's your fun set. Okay, well, maybe not for everybody then. But no, they're they're, they're quipping. They're doing, you know, this is, this is what you want to see. You want to see him beat the shit out of some foot soldiers. And then Tatsu shows up, and then they give him the fucking, the old wishbone crunch. I think they, I think, I think they murdered this guy. Honestly. All while Vanilla Ice is rapping in the background. Yes, he's... Th- Vanilla this... Ice never stops rapping at no. this point. Now everyone's Quote, just dancing. Unquote rapping and they're the, they're still the worst ninjas ever because <laughs> they're doing the ninja rap they go up on stage and like you like what we saw what you saw give it up for us turtles yeah and then what the fuck was shredder doing was he just hanging out here the whole time apparently he just steps out of the shadows onto he, the stage he, he he knocks down a big speaker and he, and he then he steps over it like what the fuck were you just hanging out listening to vanilla ice just jamming out <laughs> shredder's just backstage like vibing and he has, he has the ooze, you know, and Kino shows up, shoes everybody out of the way, kicks the ooze out of Shredder's hands. Which any of the turtles could have done. This yeah. is one of those moments where I'm like, Kino did not need to be a character in this scene. But Shredder ends up grabbing the girl who's the girlfriend of, the, of that dude who's all excited about everything. And he has a small vial of ooze left. And he's like, I'm going to cover her with this. And then Kitar, because this is the 90s. <laughs> this is the early 90s. There's a Kitar. Storm about shit his pants when he saw the Kitar come out. And they turn up the speakers to full volume. And somehow they blow Shredder off into the into fucking Bumblefuck wherever. But nobody else gets hurt. Yeah. Nobody's eardrums that, cause, explode. Because that's how volume works on a speaker. That is that is very directional. Yeah. Hyper directional. <laughs> it's it, it only it only takes place in a in a two foot by two foot cone. They aimed it yeah. at Shredder, uh, and then and then Raphael leans down because Kino's like holding holding the chick's head in, in his lap and stuff. And Raphael leans down and goes, "How many times do I got to tell you?" And he's like, "It's this is not my fight." He's like, "At last, you never had that conversation with him." Nope. You told him to run when he was at the fucking junkyard, but you never said this is not your fight. Yeah. 
Those words have not appeared in this movie at all. Splinter does say them to him. Oh, what? Yes. Wait, what? They had Splinter say it and then they had Raph act yes. like it was his thing? Yes. I don't, I'm not sure if he literally says, this is not your fight. Yeah, but... I don't think Splinter literally says, this is not your fight. I think those words make their first appearance here. But like... But Splinter, Splinter, yeah, Splinter tells him. Splinter like, said the same thing. He yeah. just didn't say it like that. I just don't think he used those words. Oh my god. Anyways, Toka and Reza are unmutated and they're super cute. Snap it, <laughs> little little baby snapping turtle and baby. Wolf. That's a motherfucking <laughs> giant snapping turtle. It is huge. That is that's one of those alligator t- turtles or <laughs> crocodile turtles or whatever the fuck they're called. They're so it, it, they're cute. That though. thing's gonna take someone's Achilles tendon. Razar is fucking fluffy and I love. Okay, Razar is pretty cute. I like the turtle. I like those kind of turtles. Those are cool. But having that in the in a dance club, someone's going to dance too close to that thing. It's going to sever their foot. So the turtles go outside, you know, because they, they just blew the shredder out there. They, they go outside. They check it out. And then they're like, oh, he's he's gone. It's cool. So how about this? Cowabunga? And then they do the Cowabunga high five. And, and then Storm, Storm literally was like, wait, are th- is that how it's going to end? Oh, yeah. And then Shredder's hand busts out of the... From under the dock or whatever they're standing on. Super Shredder. Kevin Nash fucking starts breaking the dock down. He looks awesome. I love this fucking thing. And yes, it does Wait, doesn't... wait. Is Kevin Nash the guy who played Odin in, the, oh, yeah. in Almighty Thor? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's All right. right. Now I know who you're talking about. Uh, yeah. I knew that name sounded familiar. So I know this shit doesn't make sense. That he mutated with his costume. No, his fucking armor is growing <laughs> blades everywhere. He's, it's so ridiculous. Just go with it, man. Just go with it. It's okay. So this is one of the most disappointing scenes in the whole movie. This is a non... And this is... This is a non-fight. It's ridiculous. I have a couple issues with this. Like, the turtles don't fight this guy at all. And no. he's, just, he's just knocking the dock down. So the turtles are like standing there just waiting to be crushed when there's water right next to them yeah it's two feet away they have to be reminded oh hey get remember guys we're turtles so you know which they shouldn't need to be reminded of because humans could survive by diving in the water too (laughs) you don't have to Um, be a turtle to survive this by diving into the bay so they dive in we don't technically see them dive in but you know the shredder caves this whole thing in on himself and he doesn't. That's the thing that's frustrating because later they cut to a wide shot and the building that was above them is still fully intact. Well, I know the building is. Yeah, but the, I mean, if you but, really want to convince me that you killed Super Shredder, that's this my unstoppable other machine, the whole building should have collapsed on him. That's my other issue. Yeah. So in the first movie, he gets crushed in a garbage truck. Garbage compactor. Garbage compactor. Whatever. It's still a garbage truck. It is a garbage truck, but it's the garbage <laughs> compactor on the back. All right, you're right. You know what? This is me being way too pedantic. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. I apologize. We know what garbage trucks do. Yes. Okay? God damn it. Chucky showed us too. <laughs> um, so he survived that, yet a pile of wood falls on Super Shredder, and he's dead. Yeah, this is Shred- this guy is five times the size of regular Shredder. Whatever I said at the beginning bugs me that I can't remember, and then this, and that's it. <laughs> Everything else I can get around. I can get around this, too. I don't really give a shit. <laughs> I, it's not like it ruins the movie, no. but they don't actually fight him. He just destroys himself yeah. accidentally. <laughs> it is what it is at this point, 30-some years later, and it's fine. I'm okay with a dumb yeah. fucking ending to a 90s kids movie that took less than a year to make. This is so much worse than the ending of the first one. The first one had this fucking epic. Yes! Epic ending. Yes. And like it's a better movie, but this is a fun movie so it's okay it just kind of depends on what kind of mood you're in yeah 
the turtles learn nothing from all this, though. No, not a goddamn thing. Yeah. <laughs> I just... All right, uh, yeah. So they, they pop up out of the water. They they get up there. You know, man, I love being a turtle and all that shit. Which isn't even fun, really, in this one. Like, Michelangelo's head pops into his shell so it doesn't get cut off. And he punches the guy in the face and then he screams, God, I love being a turtle and shit. And Yeah, it's it's like joyous. It's a joyous affirmation of his badassdom in that first one. <laughs> yeah. In this one, it's like, God, I love being a turtle. Because I can breathe underwater. Uh, you know what? People can hold their breath for 45 seconds, too. <laughs> and that's their... They, they, came out of the, they came out of the water at 12 seconds later, gasping as if they had just survived the wreck of the Titanic. They're doing this. They're having their little their little victory chill out for a second, and Shredder's hand pops up. And they're like, oh, my God, nobody could have survived that. Yeah, I think Super Shredder could have survived that. <laughs> And it's, you know, he goes, uh, uh, and then his hand fucking falls down and he's dead. The end. Oh, no. Wait. Almost. Um, They're still the worst fucking ninjas ever. How long have they been gone? Like, they had enough time to, April. April's on the fucking TV, doing a news report. TGRI has disappeared. Their picture's in the paper. Splinter has the paper. Yeah, so it's been days again. This movie has no concept of time and they obviously haven't been home since yeah this is splinter's first encounter with them after the thing because they're still high-fiving and celebrating it's like they've been out on like a bar hopping bender for the last two (laughs) days and they're just now making it home and they're like oh man that was epic wasn't oh oh god i'm gonna be sick (laughs) it doesn't make any fucking sense uh and then you know splinter asks the question he's like were you seen and they're like, no, we practice ninja, the art of invisibility. And then Mikey pops out from behind Leonardo. Ha ha ha. And then Splinter holds up the newspaper. With, it's a picture of the Ninja Turtles with vanilla ice. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, practice harder. And then he says, ten flips now. And then they, then it freeze frames over them. Oh, and then he says, go ninja, go ninja, go. And then it freeze frames over them doing backflips. And he's like, I made another funny. Ha 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 ha. Splinter's then, sense of humor needs work. And then, oh, ooh, it's way worse than the third one. <laughs> Oh, God. Like, at least that joke is kind of fucking relevant, and it's, like, sort of funny if you if you squint your eyes I and mean, punch yourself it, in the balls. It makes sense contextually. He's telling them to go do something, and then he's like, go, Ninja, go, Ninja, yeah. go, which was a line that was said earlier, even though Splinter should logically have never heard it and have no idea because it was improv on the spot. It was probably in the newspaper article. But... <laughs> It makes sense within this cartoonish story. Uh. So, yeah, if if he's just, like, starts pulling shit out of his ass that doesn't even make sense <laughs> within the story, then it's going to devolve even further. And I don't think I have the stomach for that. I'll watch it. You should. You, you got to watch it uh, because you need you just uh, we need to be able to make fun of it together. The time travel concept isn't a bad idea. Oh, that's right. It's turtles yeah. in time, isn't it? But there's no shredder. There's no Krang. There's no it's foot turtles soldiers. in time before the arcade game. It, no, the arcade game came out like two years before. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so Ninja Turtles 3 is not called Turtles in Time. They added that subtitle later. Oh, what's it called? Ninja Turtles 3. Really? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. Huh. Well, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, right. but yeah. Right, right, right. But yeah, no subtitle. They added that later. <laughs> Did they switch April O'Neil's again for this one? No, Paige Turco's in it. She just has okay. short hair now. All right. And Elias Coteus is back. I do seem to remember that that happens. But again, I mean, I, I told you about it. And then that, yeah, that's probably he's babysitting it. and dancing, having these guys dance to Tarzan boy. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'll definitely have to give it a watch, but it'll be when I'm in the mood for something to laugh at. Not with is my guess. 
yeah no do it i recommend it and then palette cleanse yourself by watching the animated one because that one's <laughs> while where the story is kind of completely pointless like the rest of it's good okay it's a pretty decent movie overall anyways that's the end of ninja turtles 2 the secret of the fucking ooze and what are your final thoughts I think I was right to tell my son before we started this movie that I hated it at the time I watched it, but I might enjoy it now because I think that kind of primed him to be cool with it being cheesy. Uh, So if you go in knowing that, I think there's a lot of fun to be had here. If you go in looking for a serious movie, this is going to disappoint. I've been watching this movie since I was a very small child, like right when it came out. I could seriously go downstairs and watch it again right now and I wouldn't be sad. (laughs) It's a, yeah, it's a very fun, it's a very fun, bad movie. I'm never going to argue that this is some fucking masterpiece. Yeah, you can make an argument that The First Turtles is a good movie. I'm not 100% going to agree with you, but I can see an argument there. There's no argument for this one being a good movie. No, but it's great. It is. It is. It's (laughs) It's an absolute blast. And it gets so many things even more right than the first one did. Like the fight scenes are good because the... The things are, you know, the suits are lighter and they're more, they're more acrobatic because they can technically move around. Speaking, there's yeah. a lot of good technical stuff happening in this movie. Yeah. And th- the creature effects, they're fucking awesome. You know how I said last year that Ninja Turtles would be a good double feature with like the Giver? I think this one would almost be a better double feature with the Giver because of the creature effects and yeah. all the weird shit going on. They're both New Line movies, so there yep. you go. <laughs> I still enjoy the Giver more. <laughs> well, that's because the Giver fucking rules. I mean, this 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 is these movies are just some of my favorites, and I'll never stop watching them. Sure, ever. Well, you've like, got the nostalgia ties to it. Oh, I yeah. don't have the nostalgia ties to it, so it's not going to have the same level of enjoyment for me because it's never going to bring back nostalgia. But watching it, I I can I can enjoy it for what it is. And Michael Jai White is there. I'm gonna have to rewatch it just for that. Doesn't say a goddamn word. <laughs> Michael Jai White as an extra. In a martial arts movie. Go fucking watch it. Just watch it. Just shut the fuck up. Watch the goddamn movie. Keep your pants on. Take them off. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Speaking of taking your pants off, check us out on social media. Everything at the Shark Pod. And if while your pants are off, you want to give us some money, you can do that at patreon.com slash sharks across Hollywood. We have all sorts of shit going on on Patreon now. Two days worth of episodes, so you can just we ignore got- your family forever. So the next time you hear from us, it'll be Power Rangers month. Oh, shit. We got a surprise in it's the works. Be a surprise. We got a surprise in the works. We have we do have a surprise. We are opening Power Rangers month with Power Rangers Once and Always, the Netflix special that just recently came out. I wanted to do The White Dragon, The Legend of the White Dragon, but that's not coming out till September. God damn it, but that's okay. RIP JDF, you fucking Jesus didn't tap weirdo. We'll probably talk about that a little bit at that point but yeah so likely yeah we'll be back in a couple weeks with power rangers month i'm kind of excited it's gonna be fun we got we got some stuff going on fuck yeah i'm excited to watch the new power rangers that i like that's kind of cool and it's only an hour long so come back next week or no come back in a couple weeks because we're yeah we're not doing these week by week (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna talk about some power rangers bullshit and it's gonna be very fun but until then stay jawsome